Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Welcome to a special edition of The Bachelor Podcast with the two uh, most important people from the original podcast, myself, Christine Lee, and Katie Pilata. Yes, the most important. Yeah, Sorry, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan's not here because he didn't read the book that we're going to review today. He missed out. It's called Bachelor Nation by Amy Kaufman, who is the Los Angeles Times Hollywood reporter. We're actually going to get her on the phone here in a minute. I'm so excited. I so am too. So many questions and comments. Well, this book, it answers a lot of questions. But it also leaves you wondering, you know, did she pull back too much of the curtain? A lot of people mentioned in this book, like Ashley, I, I have a different concept now. And they're all making serious money. <sighs> Let's get Amy on the line. Calling Amy Kaufman. Hello? Hello, is this Amy Kaufman, the famous writer with a best-selling novel? How are you guys? <laughs> Hi, Amy. How's Connecticut this morning? It's actually, it's actually nice. It's warming out here. up. The first question I wanted to ask you is, what made you decide to write this book? You referenced Unreal. What made you want to dish the dirt? I mean, I'm a big fan of the show, and yeah, like I said, you know, Unreal had come out, and like so many people who watch it, I was like, you know, could this possibly be real? It's so outlandish. It's so crazy. And I'm a reporter, so I wanted to get to the bottom of it. Uh, so I started asking questions, and that led to the book. Going back to Unreal for a minute, how accurate do you think that show is now that you've dug up all of this information from behind the scenes? Because your character depictions were pretty accurate. I could easily place with who you were talking about with the characters on the show. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, listen, the, the creator, Sarah Gertrude Shapiro, worked on The Bachelor for nine seasons. She has a lot of experience to pull from. I think there are a lot of similarities. Of course, like, you know, Unreal is fictional and made for, it needs to be scripted and have a lot of, like, climaxes. So there are things that are ridiculous, like, you know, the switching medications, and, like someone commits suicide and, and right. the stakes are super high there. But yeah, I think, like, the, the key players in the beginning um, seem to have a lot of similarities to what I discovered. The hoops that contestants have to jump through even to get on the show is insane. Yeah, the casting process is so intense. Like, you have to fill out an 150-question <laughs> survey, you have to be interviewed by a private investigator, you know, uh, take a blood and urine, test, uh, <laughs> meet with a therapist. It's like they know everything on you by the time you get on the show. So you went all across the country from bachelor, charity event to, you know, nightclubs. You really put yourself out there. And yet at the same time, you're this reluctant party girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be a little weird if I was like going to these events and wanting to take selfies with the bachelor people. Like, that would be make for a very different book. Christine and I were talking, and the one thing about the book that stood out to both of us was the act of frankenbiting. Yes. Yeah. So frankenbiting, as you guys know, is it comes from the word Frankenstein. So like when something's all mashed together, and pretty much it's when they take a soundbite and they edit it to alter the meaning. So if I were to say maybe like, I really can't see myself marrying Ari they would change that to, I can really see myself marrying Ari, and you wouldn't see my lips moving during the clip. You would see B-roll of, like, b 
the ocean or a faraway shot of us on a date so that I you couldn't tell that the meaning had been altered. The first half of your book is kind of, I don't want to say fluff, but it's more, you know, talk about the mansion and the contracts and, you know, how crazy these fun people are that go and become contestants. From Frankenbiting on, it's dark. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want, listen, like, I wasn't out to just write um, something super dark and, like, <laughs> terrifying. It's a mixed bag. The show is a mixed bag, and... People have had all kinds of experiences on it, but there's definitely some darker elements to it. <laughs> Your book came out um, before you had a chance to comment on Ari's season of The Bachelor. What are your yeah. thoughts on the way that this season ended? I mean, obviously, it was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> um, to put it lightly. I went to like a school class last night, the coolest class ever, apparently, because they just watched TV in it and then like analyzed television. Um, but they watched the finale, so I was re-watching it, and I was like, wow, this 20-minute unedited scene really is next level. Like, they just exploited the hell out of that. How much do you think that it was Ari's decision to, you know, bring the cameras for that huge bomb that he dropped? Um, and how much was producers? I mean, I don't think he was like, let's film this. But I think when, you know, they said, listen, you're doing this, and they laid out all the options and said, and probably said something along the lines of like, if you want the support of us going forward with Lauren, let us show this. Maybe he was on board. Do you have any regrets on either writing this book or any of the stories you broke throughout your process of following The Bachelor? You know, the whole Courtney Robertson thing that they left the mics on and you were able to hear that and you reported it and... That could possibly have been the end of your friendship with Alon. Yeah. Do no, you have I mean, any? I don't re- regret that. That was an on-the-record, you know, invited journalist situation. So right. that was completely above board, in my opinion. I regret um, a little bit, like reporting the Bachelor in Paradise um, controversy before I had more sourcing. Even though it was a legit source, I wish I had talked to a couple more people. The incarnations that you document from, the, you know, how the jewelry comes about, Neil Lane comes in, how Chris Harrison got his star. I mean, you really, really did your homework. And I have to just say, this was just a pleasure to read. And I think every, it doesn't, it only, it, it adds to your enjoyment of the show. I don't think it takes away from any enjoyment of, you know, watching The Bachelor. Not at all. Good. Yeah. I wasn't writing it for people to stop watching it, just maybe to think about why they like it so much. What's your plans going forward. Are you going to be on The Bachelor? I know you have this secret mm-hmm. desire without no, swimsuits. <laughs> I couldn't. I like know way too much. And also I would never get on. So that is not my plan to continue being a journalist. <laughs> Amy, thank you for uh, for joining us. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, so Katie, I thought it was really interesting what she said there at the end of our conversation with her, which was basically along the lines of, I'm not trying to get people to stop watching the show. I'm trying to get them to figure out why they like it so much, which really gels with her format in the book, using celebrities who are fans of the show talking about how they love watching it, but they are so embarrassed to admit that they watch it. One of the main themes in this book was how find the line is between being a feminist and feminism and the whole fairy tale aspect of watching it on the show. The reality is that marriage is hard and it's really tough, but none of us want to watch that. We want to watch the BS fantasy. Yeah, but at the same time, you watch these girls not even being able to think for themselves on this show, and you're kind of like, that's not fair to portray, you know, girls like that when... 
there's so many strong women out there and they're just not putting us in the best light. After reading this book and you see how they really manipulate the contestants and we'll we'll get into more of that in a in a second, but what you're seeing isn't what's really happening and it's also maybe not what that contestant really is all about. I'm finding myself wondering was Crystal really as bad as she was portrayed? Was Chad as bad as he was portrayed? You sign your life away when you get onto this show and there's nothing you can do about it. I think Chad was, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Now when I watch The Bachelor, I think of Unreal. But going forward when I watch The Bachelor, all I'm going to think of, that's a Frankenbite. Yep. Because when she explained what it was, you can definitely place that into like, oh yeah, they showed the moon. Oh, they showed the meal that they've just put down. Even on the most talkative dates, they can make it seem, like you said, maybe five words. The next Bachelorette is Becca. Yes. So the next time around, I'm going to be watching, looking, first of all, every contestant in a different way, knowing what they've been through just to get there to that point. Mm-hmm. The P tests and the psychological tests and the being sequestered in hotels for months at a time. Just to get to that point. I have a new respect for them. There was one past contestant that she talked to. I don't remember who it was, but they said that they would go in and wake them up at like 3 or 4 a.m. to get them to say something in their, they call them ITMs, which are in the moment interviews that we learned in this book. Yeah. And you would be so tired and discombobulated that you wouldn't even know what was going on. They wouldn't let you leave until you said what they wanted you to say. And most of them would just say what they wanted to so say. they could go back to bed. Not only that, there is a part in the book that you and I were texting each other, Katie, and you just said $100 bills. The producers would keep wads of $100 bills <laughs> in their pocket. They would be like, all right, $100 if you get this girl to take another shot. $100 to get this girl just to use the word love so we can use that word. And let's not even forget to mention that all the women start to get on the same cycle and producers love that. That that was crazy that <laughs> like they track that and they form different times of to have conversations based on everyone's cycles because and they plan certain deep discussions or really really emotional ones. So they get the rawest emotion. And another thing, they have what they call girl chats. One producer makes an announcement and was like, all right, who wants to be part of girl chat? All those group talks that you see, like those are all planned. It's not just a natural group conversation. Yeah, so it's not glamorous. They describe it as being sequestered and alone and missing your family and no books, no internet, no nothing. And so you want to know why it's like so cult-like. It's because the producers are all telling you, but don't you love that guy? Don't you want to be with? Isn't he the perfect guy? Someone described it as the biggest example of um, Stockholm Syndrome because you really start yeah. to believe what your captors, quote unquote, are telling you. Yeah, you're in the bubble, as she says, <laughs> and you have no contact with anyone. And even if you know that you don't have a connection with The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like you want that date so bad. Yes. So you can just leave yes. the property and just like see something other than <laughs> your two bags that you're allowed to pack. I thought of you a lot reading this book because a lot of the people mentioned here are people you mention often. And so many of them try to continue their fame on afterwards participating in charity events. And it's all the names that you're always bringing up. I think Jared said it once when he was in here, but you just have to 
ride it out because tomorrow you could people could just be like I don't have any more interest in your in your life and you could just not be considered a, a public figure Instagram celebrity or bachelor nation celebrity but you don't know how long it's going to last so if know. you want to keep it going then you have to get into these Instagram and she called them spawn cons and all these charity events and everything if you want to keep that fame going honestly it seems like too much work i i, I know exhausting why, i know why the first bachelor alex decided just to disappear like yeah. it's really is exhausting it's probably the smartest one <laughs> <laughs> well this has been a fun special edition of the bachelor podcast we're coming back when the bachelorette fires up again in may may 28th is the first episode but in the meantime like Amy said, reading this book, Bachelor Nation, Inside the World of America's Favorite Guilty Pleasure, it's not going to ruin The Bachelor of Bachelorette for you. It's going to pull back the curtain a little bit and I think make you kind of appreciate the contestants on the show, what they have to go through yeah. in order to make it as a reality star. So two roses up for this book. Two roses up. <laughs> Okay, I'm Christine Lee. Katie Pilata, thank you. Thank you. And don't forget, you can find us on social media. Yep, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Bachelor Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Bachelor Podcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.